Good evening. When speaking about the meaning of authentic love, Mother Teresa herself said that love to be real must cost, it must hurt, and finally love must empty us of self. As the superior of the missionaries of charity, Mother Teresa was gifted with the singular understanding of true and authentic love providing at all costs the needs of the poorest of the poor, Mother Teresa exercised authentic love every day of her life. Undoubtedly, strengthened in Christ, St. Teresa of Calcutta, for us, is a model Good Samaritan. Today in our Gospel, we hear the parable of the Good Samaritan. And this parable beautifully expresses pure and authentic love. But equally important, It shows us how to exercise this type of love. In fact, throughout the entire Old Testament, God has eternally revealed to us his call of authentic love, namely through his commandments and statutes. Above all, we are called to love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. This call to exercise authentic love we are told, is not a riddle, which is great news because I myself have always been terrible at riddles, so it's really good to hear that. In all seriousness, though, through Moses, God tells the Israelites that his commandments are not mysterious and they're not remote. They don't have to search high in the sky or search the span of the depths of the sea. Rather, in order to love authentically, All one has to do is simply enter into the proximity of the heart. It's within our heart that we're able to love with the love of Christ right now. And it's no surprise then that we hear Jesus say in the Gospel, do this and you will live. Because the whole purpose of his revelation is to help each of us entrench ourselves into the fullness of God's everlasting love and mercy. Despite the difficulty of the call to love authentically, it's a call which continually directs us towards the fullness of communion with God himself. Now, keeping all this in mind, today we view the scholar in the gospel. Now, it's true that the scholar arguably asks the most important question in life, namely, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And after responding correctly to Jesus, He goes even further and tests him. Who is my neighbor? And here I think it's important to take a closer look at the scholar's intentions with respect to Jesus here. Because frankly, I think the scholar's questions to Jesus are as much startling as they are bold. Remember, he's not just a scholar, but he's a Jewish scholar. He knows the entirety of the law and the Torah and the scriptures, but yet he directly confronts Jesus. Thus, it's, I think, reasonable to say that the scholar's questions are not sincere. Full of deceit and wickedness, the scholar is trying to trap Jesus. In this way, the scholar represents almost an antithesis of Mother Teresa's definition of authentic love. If we turn our attention to the first reading, we don't hear it tonight, But the verse prior to where our first reading begins, Moses tells the Israelites 
The Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all of the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, and in the fruit of your cattle, and in the fruit of your ground. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, as he took delight in your fathers. And yes, in case if you're wondering, the Jewish scholar knows this text as well from the scripture. But he rejects it. Truly, though, if we satisfy the commands of loving God and neighbor, God here names our very reward. Both in this life and in the next, God literally gives us everything, including himself. And it's in this context that Jesus relates to the scholar the parable of the Good Samaritan. The answer to the scholar's question of who his neighbor is, is powerfully proclaimed by St. Paul. In the opening line of our second reading, St. Paul tells us that Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Therefore, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus' response to the scholar proclaims a universal reality. Jesus himself is the scholar's neighbor in all persons. And so Christ lays the foundation for St. Paul to beautifully reiterate both God's natural and divine law. Concerning our own lives, Christ is eternally for us the Good Samaritan. For us, this reality is our saving grace. Because many of us, following a seven-day week on Sundays, many of us come to Mass beaten down, exhausted, and overcome with the demands and trials of everyday life. In a real way, many of us come to Mass on Sunday as the ambushed man. Ambushed by sin and death, we are constantly in need of spiritual and physical healing. Seeing this pain and suffering, God the Father has given us the Good Samaritan, His Son, who heals us upon Calvary. In His passion and in His death, Christ abundantly pours out upon each of us His cleansing blood and His soothing oil. In the Eucharistic sacrifice, Christ enriches us with the grace-filled treasury of His most sacred heart. Importantly then, because Christ is the Good Samaritan for us, so does He empower us then to be the Good Samaritan for our neighbor, which as we know now is every person, because every person represents the image and likeness of Christ. Thus the Mass represents this cycle of compassion between God and man. Coming down from heaven, Christ the Good Samaritan binds all of our wounds, and now, being abundantly filled with his wine and oil, Christ then sends each of us to be his good Samaritans, to bind the wounds of others. And it's in this cycle of compassion that not only do we bestow upon our neighbor the very abundance of our love, but we're able to show them, in reality, the love of God himself and his healing. And he ultimately brings us to God the Father in the love of the Holy Spirit. So in a real way, it's a threefold love which represents the fullness of the Trinity itself. This is a love which is real, a love which hurts, and a love which empties us of self. And so in the end, Jesus doesn't call us to be good Samaritans 
unless he knew that we, with the help of his grace, could live up to this mission. As good Samaritans, Jesus tells us ever anew, do this and you will live. Jesus gives us his word. If we perform our mission, we will live fully in this life and in the next. Therefore, nourished by the Good Samaritan himself in his word and in his sacrament, may we love both Christ and our neighbor with all our heart, being, strength, and mind. And may we love, as Mother Teresa calls, an authentic love.